Hello, this is John Beasley welcoming you to the fifth edition of Harmony UK Podcast Rewind when we look back to better times in the barbershop world. You know, one of the strangest things for me about this lockdown is living right next to a bus stop and seeing the buses come and go regularly and all pretty much empty. Uh, here in London, the public transport has continued to run. Uh, the London Mayor, Sadiq Khan, is very keen that people should wear face masks if they travel on buses. And it looks like the UK government is going to back him over that in the next few weeks as the restrictions are eased. So I guess we're going to be seeing more people grumpily heading to work on the bus. Some of them not necessarily wearing masks, which, after all, will protect the drivers on the buses. And so... This week's rubbish jingle, with that in mind, is offered in a spirit of solidarity with those bus drivers. What's the matter, you? Hey, got a no respect. What do you think you do? Why are you looking so sad? It's a not so bad. Work's a nicer place if you cover your face. Cover your And for those who've suffered any trauma as a result of being reminded of Joe Dolce's novelty hit record from almost 40 years ago, well, what can I say? Helplines are available. It is good to reflect that they're... Oh, actually, let's, let's go back inside the house. It's a bit quieter in here. There we go. It is good to reflect that there are now millions of people alive today who never had to live a life knowing that Shut Up Your Face had been to number one. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to get into any intergenerational machismo about, oh, how we had it tough when we were young. Um, I'm fully aware that the youth of today will have to carry the burden of baby shark throughout their lives. There is, though, a lot of great music being shared by the generations, as I discovered three years ago on a visit to Hull University, where a new barbershop society had only recently been founded among the students. Over the top of that. <coughs> I have often dreamed of a far off. It's a Friday evening, and we're in a seminar room at the university building named after Philip Larkin. Around me, about 20 men and women have just started to learn the song Go the Distance from the Disney film Hercules. And they've kindly let me join in with the basses. The chorus director is final year student Jack Bridges. Yes, I am the president. I'm the founder. I've wanted to do this since I started uni, but I've been very lazy. But finally, I got some of my friends chiving me along, and we actually got it started in October last year. Have you sung elsewhere before? I mean, what was it that got you interested in barbershop in the first place? Actually, I, I'm, part, I'm a member of the Cotton Town Chorus, the Bolton Barbershop Chorus. And that's just in a, a, a youth choir that I used to sing in. One of the gentlemen who led that, he was, also, he was the assistant director of the Cotton Town Chorus. So he asked me to come along just to rehearsal and try it out, which was when I was about 13. And I've just been obsessed with it since then, really, as these guys can attest to. So how many people then? I mean, there are about 15 or 16 of you around at the moment. Who had actually heard of Barbershop before Jack brought this up? 
What's your name? Uh, Rowana. Um, my parents uh, got involved with barbershop and my grandparents both did as well. So my mum was actually pretty pleased when she found out I was doing it. She was like, oh, yeah, we, I used to do it too and started talking to me a lot about it. <laughs> <laughs> and who had never heard of barbershop? Who'd never seen it or, or hadn't got a clue what it was? Just me, apparently. Just you? <laughs> yeah, just Your me. name is? Samuel Malone. So what was it that brought you along here? I mean, you, you, you were obviously stepping into the unknown when you first arrived. Well, um, I was part of the Performing Arts Society with Jack last year when he was still getting signatures for his Barbasol Quartet. And he was, uh, we'd done a variety show where his, he'd asked for me to um, stand in for, as one of the bases. And it was like, did you enjoy that? And I was like, oh, it was all right. And it was like, well, do you want to come along to my house every week? We rehearse it and uh, see if you want to do a bit more. And that's just what kicked it off, really. So tell us a bit about what you do from week to week. Who's, who, who wants to...? We have a rehearsal every Friday for two hours. The first hour we rehearse uh, with a mixed chorus. So we have tried a couple of normal choiry sort of pieces and then we've also tried some barbershop pieces. And then we split off in the second hour and we rehearse separate boys and girls. And I lead the girls and Jack and Michael lead the boys and we rehearse uh, barbershop songs. And your name's Grace, isn't Grace, it? Grace, yeah. Okay. And, and which, which of those songs, I mean, what sort of style do you prefer? I personally like the barbershop stuff, mainly because Jack has kind of mm, slightly forced me to <laughs> enjoy barbershop. But I, I did it at school as well, so I was kind of used to it before. Um, I don't really know about the other girls and boys what they sort of prefer but we've done a couple of um barbershop arrangements of more popular songs at the moment we're doing hey soul sister um as the girls so we do it all different ranges of music really trying to get the biggest range of music that we can and you got aretha franklin's i say a little prayer for you on your uh, on your your facebook page yes we have people are slightly sick of that one at the moment (laughs) we we have done that one to death (laughs) because it it sounds so good when we get it right so we we kind of pull that one out every gig What, what is it about Barbershop that appeals? What keeps you coming back week to week? So, my, my name's Jack. I was originally sort of part of performing arts is where I met most of these, these people. Um, and it's just being able to focus on the, the singing side of things. And it's just fantastic. And we, we do come along every, like, every week and it seems like there is a, an improvement. Um, and after a semester of doing it and we have a, a full sort of set at the end of it, it's a real like nice achievement at the end of a semester along with the harmonies definitely um, just because there's like an instant gratification when we get something right and we all sort of stand in a circle and you hear it and you know it like immediately when it's right and that's just that's perfect. Isn't there a problem, though, fitting all this in around actual, I hate to use the word, but work? (laughs) I'm Sophie. Um, It's a good way to relax. Like, I'm writing my dissertation at the moment, and it's a really good way to just chill out and kind of 
put that out of your mind for a couple of hours and then enjoy singing, which for me is needed right now. <laughs> but it's a bit difficult, isn't it? Because I, I noticed with the range, there were people swapping about from lead to baritone and uh, oh, somebody yeah. couldn't, couldn't quite manage the, the, the lowest bass note, which I couldn't manage either, so I don't blame you. Um, that, it, that, that's a new thing. We're, we're still getting a feel for how we put a mixed chorus together because mixed barbershop is a new thing. Like men's barbershop has been around since the 1800s and ladies barbershop has been around for a long time as well. But mixing voices and getting them to sing barbershop is a new thing because it's not just like a soprano alto tenor bass setup so you need to find where everyone's ranges are and like cherry pick for who to go where so we're still because we're only a year young we're still in the process of finding out where where to put ben uh, <laughs> where to put where to put everyone who hasn't quite found where their voice sits yet so it's still trial and error i think but we're getting there can i ask you all about that because Mixed voice barbershop, as, as Jack was saying, is quite new, and most of the other choruses out there are either all male or all female. Is is being part of a mixed group important? Yes, I think so. My name's Tashar. I think it does matter. And typically, when you'd see sort of the average barbershop quartet or group, you wouldn't have as wide of a range of uh, voices. Uh, we were talking about the group Vocal Spectrum earlier, which had a massive range. That was a male quartet. I think they're kind of the outlier here. To have that sort of full range, you do kind of need both uh, guys and girls for each group. Well, I was just thinking that, like, again, on the range thing, it's better if, like, if people are seeing Barbershop around on social media and stuff and they see mixed choruses, it makes it more inclusive. People are more likely to look at that and think, hey, I can do that. Whereas, you know, if, if you might be a girl watching social media and you see male Barbershop chorus, it's not as obvious that you can join in and that you can actually do that. So it's nice to see mixed people doing it. Are you not interested in, in competition, which is the other thing that so many barbershop choruses are interested in? Because there is a mixed chorus competition, but I think it's probably right in the middle of your exams, isn't it, Jack? Yeah, so this is uh, uh, just before Christmas when we were like finally getting cohesion and getting like singing as a group. I pitched the idea to them that we could enter because in this May coming is the second ever British mixed barbershop chorus contest. And... Um, we all thought that would be a really fun thing to do if we learned two songs and we went and competed and got our names out there, it'd be brilliant. The The reason we aren't going to do it this year, and um, as, as a sidebar, I'm going to make sure that next year's committee definitely consider doing it next year, guys. Uh, the reason we haven't done it this year is A, because, yeah, it does fall right in the middle of exams, and B, because it's all the way in Bournemouth. Because it falls right in the middle of exams, we can't spare two or three days to go all the way down to Bournemouth to stay in a hotel to put all that work in at that time when it's it's going to take up so much time that we need for our exams but if it's closer if it's more accessible then it is definitely something that we could do and it's something we want to do i think an insight from some of the then students at hull university barbersock the barbershop society into the difficulties of juggling timetables for exams conventions and singing competitions Jack Bridges graduated at the end of that year. He stayed in Hull to found the Men's Chorus Humber Harmony, a new chorus for women called Three Crown Sound, and then for his pioneering work, he was recognised by Babs as their Barbershopper of the Year in 2019. And you also heard mention of vocal spectrum there. It reminded me of Babs' 40th Harmony College when they were among a number of stellar guests to grace the teaching faculty. And that's where we're going to go next, to join the quartet at a Friday evening Q&A. 
So how do you guys choose the songs that you sing? Is it that the arranger comes to you and says, I've got a great idea, with your arrangers in mind, or is it that you... you, you know, yes. I pick all of our songs. He'll say, hey, i got an idea for the song, what do you think? And I'm like, whatever. <laughs> I'm Eric Dalby. I sing the lead. And Johnny Maroney, baritone. So I'm Chris Hallam. I sing the bass. I'm Tim Warwick. I sing the tenor. And we've just been watching you doing a Q&A with, with people at Harmony College here. You must be incredibly jet-lagged, but you've been working incredibly hard as well this weekend. Oh, yeah, we've had a lot of work, but it's been very uh, enjoyable. And uh, uh, I'm Johnny here, just to have, have a voice with a, a name. But I've been fortunate to direct one of the select ensembles and, uh, again, is comprised of singers from uh, around the U.K. have come together, and we've only had one day of rehearsal, but it's been very rewarding to see these uh, people from different walks of life and backgrounds come together and make a, a pretty fantastic chorus in just four or five hours. And your, your quartet has been together, I think, 15 years now. It was two, 2003, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah that's yeah. correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And is it true? I mean, I, I saw this on your website, so I'm guessing that it is, but it seems incredible that you got together for a single gig at a single high school. Yes, that is true. We got together to work with high school kids and never stopped. So it's funny how that works. And now we're in England. What is it that keeps you all together then? Because it's, what, 13, 12, 13 years since you won the, the International Quartet Contest. You've won Collegiate as well. And you're still together after all these years. I just think there's a, there's a motivation to, to, to continue to sing and record albums. And I think we just enjoy singing together. So we enjoy hanging out and traveling. So I just think we, we really enjoyed that process. One of the things about that, too, is I just, we haven't really had a reason to quit. <laughs> Is that a fair, like, looking yeah. at it from the other way? It's, we continue to get contracted to do shows, which is what we love. We get the opportunity to come over here at the Babs Convention. So, I mean, there's... I, which I we guess, love as well. Which we love as course. well. So, I mean, I just, you know, I, I think maybe instead of saying how we kept stay together, I, I guess it's more we just haven't had the opportunity to, to give it up yet. But with a lot of people, life gets in the way. They, 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 they get married, uh, they have spouses, they have families, they have careers and things. There isn't time for barbershop. You, you all live pretty close together, don't you? We do. As of for, for about 13 years or 14 years of our existence, we all lived within 15-minute drive of each other. And some of them could throw football at each other's house. It was that close. <laughs> and, and I gather, I mean, listening to you just up in that question and answer session, somebody asked about rehearsing. And you say you do this thing where you not only duet, but you actually try and blend your voices individually, sort of ensemble. Yes, so we, yeah, yeah, we, we typically sing uh, in unison, so we'll sing with the lead, everybody singing the melody in perfect unison, and we'll find where the nuances exist where maybe we could tighten that up or be more synchronized or our target vowel integrity uh, it can sometimes be exposed. So we'll work on you know making sure that everybody's in lockstep, and then we'll split off into four-part harmony. I dream of genie with a light brush. I dream of genie with a light brown hair. I dream of genie with a light. I dream of genie with a light. 
that's, you can see how you got honed in, honed in, honed in, and then obviously we split off into four parts. So I don't know if that answers your question. That's John's the picking one. Now let's try it all four parts. All, right, all four parts to see if we're any better after all this rehearsal. make it much, much more difficult to learn a song if, you, if you're looking for that level of unison. I think it's tedious work, but that's what it takes to kind of be at the top of this art form. You know, it takes hard, hard work ethic and only, a lot of intentionality. I only have to learn one part. That's I'm the lead. That's, that's true. I, see, I take the point entirely. You, you've been, you've been um, working uh, on a, with David Wright arranging a lot of songs for you. Uh, Jim Henry was also instrumental. I'm just wondering whether David or other arrangers really set out to try and test you, because in the past you've done some, some pretty crazy stuff. Who wants to answer that? Yeah, I think David has always every tried to... Every arrangement he tries to push our ranges, and you know he tries to make the songs as epic and crazy as he can. That's just... I think his goal is to... Just And I think he sees it in us sometimes. He'll see something and say, oh, he can do that, and then he'll put that in the arrangement to push us towards that. Has he ever asked you to do something you couldn't do? Yes. Yes, he has. Uh, we did a song. Uh, David arranged a song for us called An American in Paris. It's a George Gershwin orchestrated uh, song that David actually penned all the lyrics to. And it was like 486 measures long, 21 key changes, and... David put a note in there that was lower than any note I've ever sung in my life. And I'm like, David, I can't sing that note. Well, lo and behold, it took us like two years to finally record this song. And by the time that we got to recording the song, my voice, my vocal range had increased enough that I actually could sing the note. So he was a magician and a... Uh, he, was a he, was, he was ahead of his time. He was ahead of his time. <laughs> Lead Eric Dolby there talking about this incredible arrangement from David Wright. Can't get enough of this place It's such a riddle to me Don't have a minute to waste Look at the people sipping coffee as they chat Hey look at the lady with the parrot and the cat There's freaky hair, a funky car It sometimes gets a bit bizarre Lucky me, a happy day While I'm in Paris, what can I say? Strange disarming, charming can't get enough of it, yep, I'm in love with it Not, Not just a little bit, don't, don't ever want to quit Trekking all over it, this, this city is a hit Can't, can't get enough of it, yep, I'm in love with it So little time and there's so much to say I'm drinking in the sights and the sounds There's good vibrations in this town There's fascination, liberation, captivation, excitation Can't get enough of this place What about the type of songs? I mean, we know you for Disney songs Like I Want to Be Like You We know you, um... For, for, for a certain type of, of, of song, it, is, is there a, a personality to your quartet, and has it been changing, do you think, over time? Ooh, that's a very good question. I don't know yeah. if... I mean, uh, I, know, I, I, know, I don't think we ever set out to be like a Disney quartet. I think just some of the songs we were attracted to at the time happened to be Disney songs. So I don't know if we've ever really sat around and said, we want to be identified as ABC or XYZ, and I think even now... Maybe that's changed, but it's nothing we've sat around and discussed how we're, you know, going to evolve. So, I don't know. I, mean, I don't know if you could put a specific title. I think we like to sing songs of all different genres, and yeah, I just think we, we enjoy singing all types of music. So that's part of what we do. Well, given the other string to your bow, Tim, teach tracks 
over a thousand of them, I understand. I've got 17 on my phone. I was counting them today at the moment. Um, <laughs> Only 17 out of uh, 1,200? Well, no, no, not quite as many as that. But the, um, how did you discover that you, you had a voice perfectly suited to this? Because you've got a tremendous vocal range. Thanks. Nine octaves on the piano. <laughs> Thank you. Um, well, you know, I just I started recording myself back when I was younger, and I can... In the morning, I can happen to sing bass. Um, my voice, I, I'd say I have the range of more of a baritone tenor two that can sing higher notes. So I think that sort of suited me to be able to do all the parts because I can sing low in the morning and high in the afternoon. <laughs> and, and those of us who listen hear these, these posts that seem to go on for absolutely ever on the end of your tracks. And I, people say, how on earth does he do that? And I, I, I wonder whether there's any very subtle editing going on. Please tell me there isn't. There's no editing, but what, what, what's the... How do I do it? How do you do it? Rectal breathing. <laughs> oh. Rectal breathing. No, there's no... I'm not editing. I'm not, I'm not stretching anything like that. Put it that way. I have too much pride to do that at this point in my life. There is something I wanted to ask all of you about regarding Teach Tracks, because uh, I noticed you said in the Q&A session that you don't use them as a quartet. And you do hear people from outside barbershop who sometimes say, well, if people are sight-reading music, they have more freedom to interpret what they're seeing, the score, as they want to or as their chorus director or conductor wants to. If you learn by Teach Track... You've always got at the back of your mind the performance of the person who made the teach track, and that rather limits you. I think it can limit you if you allow it to. I think there are tracks out there that will probably, I hate to say this, probably have some bad habits in them that you might pick up. And I think that, uh, which mine don't, of course. Mine don't have any bad habits in it. Absolutely. Just kidding. Um, But I do think that ultimately, once you get a a learning track and you have an interpretation, you should be able to change it as much as you want. And I think that the best groups do that. And I think that when you pick up a new song, hopefully the learning track gives you the best place to start and then you take it from there, as opposed to being tied to the learning track. I think that's the, the goal of what a learning track should be. It gives you a great example of hopefully a, a really good performance of a song, and then you take it and you make it your own. Just one more thing before I let you all go, and that is you were talking about never having any reason to break up, never having any reason to call time on the quartet. So if you are going to continue, what is there left to do? What is it you still have to do or still want to do? You know, to be honest... Um you know, we look at quartets like the Sun Tones and the Gas House Gang and the Bluegrass Student Union, and they have achieved kind of this, like, legacy or this kind of legendary status of just, like, being able to have the longevity. But on top of that, you know, for us, what helps us to stay relevant is to record and produce albums. It's kind of our way of competing, if you will. It gives us the opportunity to stay fresh and to stay uh, a really tight-knit ensemble. Um, and it helps us to kind of leave our mark in that in that capacity. And you've recorded different songs over the years, modern artists who you, who you would like to uh, to cover or, or, or have their songs arranged for you. That's a good question. You know, um, I know we've been more recently looking at different. You know, there's been some really famous and popular musicals that have come about recently, have hit Broadway, that we're exploring some of those options for potential new CD opportunities. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, the the nice thing about music is it's just so. You know the the 
there's such a wide variety of options out there that I don't know. I don't know what's on the horizon for us. We'll we'll keep kicking it around and see what comes to fruition. Well, it's been fabulous to see you here at Babs Harmony College, the uh, the 40th anniversary event, and we'll look forward to seeing you in the show as well. Uh, Johnny, Eric, Chris, and Tim, thanks very much indeed. Thank you so much. Touch me, trust trust me, savor each sensation, let the dream begin, let your darker side give in to the power. Spectrum with David Wright's arrangement of Andrew Lloyd Webber's Music of the Night from Phantom of the Opera. And that interview was recorded back in 2018. Well, coming up to date, there is still plenty going on among the barbershop community here in lockdown Britain. I see that Labs, the Ladies' Association of British Barbershop Singers, will be holding their next get-together on Zoom at 11 o'clock on the morning of Sunday, May the 10th. The following week, Region 31 hold their virtual convention, including an online mass sing, a panel chat and a virtual pub quiz. The real event in Cardiff had to be cancelled, but the region is still planning to honour their women of note this year. Then, on May the 23rd, it's Babs Live, an evening of live stream performances hosted by James Gower-Smith and Chris Langworthy, the lead and baritone from Tagline Quartet. More great videos this week, too, and the ladies' choruses seem to be on a roll with their virtual performances. Look out for Labs Chorus's Crystal Chords from Stockport singing A Million Dreams and Black Sheep Harmony from Bristol, who've recorded a very poignant song, Anthem, from the musical Chess, under the adopted name for their virtual chorus of Herd Immunity. And for VE Day, the Sweet Adeline's Chorus Vocal Dimension from Surrey have put together their own vocal tribute in the form of Jerusalem. It's beautifully sung with flags fluttering away too. Worth searching them all out on social media. You'll find links on the Harmony UK podcast page on Facebook. Well, as next week should have seen the Region 31 convention taking place in Cardiff, I thought that it would be appropriate to revisit the 2018 convention at the Sage in Gateshead. 
Among the winners that year were Viva a Cappella, who took top prize for a mid-size chorus. From Kent, England, under the direction of Gaynor Schofield, Viva a Cappella Chorus! Viva Acapella's first song, Love Letters. Well, after the result was announced, I caught up with Gaynor Schofield, the chorus director, for her reaction. We're absolutely thrilled to bits, thrilled to bits, because we didn't compete last year. We took a year out, and the year before that, we were here, we were at the convention, but we only sang for an evaluation spot because we were going to international. We were going to Las Vegas. So we've actually had two years out of this contest, this national contest, so we were a little bit apprehensive this year about how we would do and, you know, who the movers and shakers, but anyway, we were delighted. And you ran, in terms of the overall chorus, Fourth Valley, a close second, and yet they are the twice, at least twice the size of Viva Acapella. Yeah, and I think we've always been a small chorus. We've grown a little bit, but we've always been around 30 singers. We've now grown to 39 singers. And I think what we're particularly pleased about is that, you know, just because you're small doesn't mean you can't do a reasonably, a reasonably good job. So we're thrilled to be able to show all small choruses that, you know, you can do very well. Tell us about the two songs in your set, because they, they were both absolutely amazing. The second one, Clang Clang Went the Trolley, yeah. is just so energetic. Well, it is, and it's an old-fashioned song. We haven't, I haven't heard this one in barbershop circles for a long, long time. And when we were looking at an up-tempo, I involved all the chorus in saying, what do you fancy doing? You know, we just said, let's have, let's have your ideas. And uh, one of the girls came up with this song and said, how about trolley song? So I looked at it. I did see another chorus in the States who did it when I... And there was much digging on YouTube. And I said, yeah, I think that could be good for us. And we've absolutely loved singing it. It's given us an opportunity to um, try out a few new things, you know, like taking jackets off and finding hats out of backs of trousers, you know. So, um, you know, we've had great fun with that. Great fun. Thank you. 
also, I, I saw you at the European Convention as well, and you did pretty well too, but I gather that that, that, that was a bit of a last-minute thing, wasn't it? Well, it was. We only had, I think, I, I, don't quote me, please, we had about six or seven weeks' notice, something, maybe two months, maybe two months. And it's out of our cycle. Our cycle is to compete here in May. So, of course, you know, to have something over the summer when most members are on holiday, to have this opportunity to sing, we said, can we do it and what are we going to sing? So how did the opportunity come your way? Well, we were just asked. If somebody picked up the phone and said, Viva Capella, would you like, you were at International the year before, would you like to represent Sweet Adelines Region 31 at the European? And we said, in the end, we said, yes, please. That's a real vote of confidence, isn't it? Well, I like to think so. And we were delighted because some of our members have only sung in Sweet Adelines. I have been um, a member of Ladies Association of British Barbershop Singers in the past. So I've had experience in both those associations and I knew they'd have a great time. So I, I, I kind of twisted a few arms and said, look, we ought to do this. And sort of on our doorstep, you know, Bexley Heath in Kent to Bournemouth isn't a million miles away. So we managed to get pretty much a full chorus there. Indeed. Um, you now are the, the, the best of the middle-sized choruses yeah. in Sweet Adelines. You've got yeah. 39 singers. Yeah. Does that mean that in order to win the overall prize, your chorus has to grow? Um, I would say that is a, wild, a widely held view that to... Um, growing numbers might might help us kind of stand up against some of the bigger choruses. What I would say is we love producing a very clean sound. That's what we aim for. Um, I love working with small choruses. So who knows? What I would say is you will never reject great singers um, if they want to come along and join us. So, um, yeah, we're, we're, we're happy to recruit new singers. Come along and see us in Bexley Heath. Gaynor, thanks very much indeed. Congratulations and all the very best of you. Thank you very much. Vocal Dimension with The Trolley Song, and good to hear it as I record this on VE Day. The song was first sung in 1944 by Judy Garland in the film Meet Me in St. Louis. Meanwhile, things have moved on at Viva A Cappella. Gaynor retired last year, and Doug Harrington is their new MD, ably assisted by Helen Warner, who's best known to many of us as the lead from Avalon Quartet. And that's it from this Harmony UK podcast Rewind. But as right now we're celebrating the 75th anniversary of the ending of hostilities in Europe, let's play out with another wartime song. Maisie Dotes and Dozy Dotes and Little Lambs Eat Ivy. Well, it was off the ration. Fairsy Dotes and Dozy Dotes and Little Lambs Eat Ivy A kiddle eat Ivy too, wouldn't you? Yes, Fairsy Dotes and Dozy Dotes and Little Lambs Eat Ivy A kiddle eat Ivy too, wouldn't you? If the words sound queer and funny to your ear, a little bit jumbled and jivey, sing mares eat oats and does eat oats and little lambs eat ivy. Oh, mares eat oats and does eat oats and little lambs eat ivy. A kiddle eat ivy too, wouldn't you? A kiddle eat ivy too, wouldn't you?
A kid'll eat ivy too, wouldn't you? Well, no, ivy is poisonous, so uh, don't try this at home. It is perfectly safe as a substitute for toilet paper, though, so long as you wash your hands. Well, there you go, World War II and COVID-19 in a single reference. I'm off to engage smug mode. Uh, I'll leave you in the capable hands of the Pied Pipers and Paul Weston's orchestra. From me, John Beasley. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Thank you.